to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello, welcome to episode 236 of the Chris and Sam podcast. My name's Sam. I'm Chris. And here we are recording early in the morning-ish, uh, which is good. I love the morning recordings, Chris. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I do prefer the morning recordings. Wait, wait, hang on, what are you saying? Because I don't drink alcohol in the mornings. No, I just function a lot better in no, the morning. True, same. Uh, Chris just appears whenever, so it's all good. Yes, 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 yes. So Sam and I haven't seen each other most of the week. Um, I've been away on business um, for a couple of days, a couple yep. of nights away. A bit of excitement happened back home. We'll cover that, no doubt. Oh, yeah. But, um, Real excitement. Oh, it got me wound up. Um, but anyway. Oh, oh, me, me too, but. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, no, I, I was with my Epic crew. Epic Learning is who I'm doing some work for, I'm working with. Um, and Are you considered a contractor? I'm a contractor. Yeah. Uh, what do they call those things? Zero. Zero, zero time contract? Zero, no, zero. zero base contract. Yeah, whatever. whatever. Yeah. So if I don't do any work, I don't get any money, which is, you know, fine. It doesn't seem to be a problem because it looks like I've got a load of work to do. Um, so anyway, I went with the Epic crew. We had the New Zealand Association of Training Design um, uh, workshop up in, or showcase it was rather. Showcase, even better. Yes, and uh, so it was the Auckland branch and they had, um, I would say, uh, eight, nine speakers, ten speakers maybe. Um Oh, so hang on, hang on, hang on. So when you say it's the Auckland branch, there's branches around the different branches? I think so. Oh, so this isn't like, for some reason, I thought this was the nation national overarching body thing. No, and initially I thought it was too. So I got there that I realised what was going on. Okay. But um, yeah, it was still pretty big. Um, There was about, I don't know, 80, 90 people in attendance maybe. Um, and Or maybe even more. Okay. Maybe 100. And, uh, yeah, it was at the Massey campus in Albany. Amazing. Which, well, I didn't even know there was one. So, But it was. It was very nice. It was very – oh, because we were walking in there and Carl goes, oh, my God, look at the buildings. It looks like a day of defeat map. That's where the snipers would be. <laughs> it totally did. It looked like one of those. So for any gamers out there, you may know what I'm talking about. Uh, for the rest of you, though, it was a nice campus. <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, so that was cool. Um, but yeah, my diet uh, struggled a little bit. Um, I did uh, take food. I did take eggs and make my egg-only omelettes in the morning uh, for breakfast and uh, struggled with everything else. And I drank whiskey and water, whiskey and soda to keep the calories down until we got to the Irish Bar and I succumbed to the Murphys. Succumbed <laughs> to the Murphys. So um, last weekend you went a TEDx Tauranga out of 10. What was that like? Uh, out of 10, that would be a solid eight. Sounds good. It Look was those. very good. It was very, very good. Um, and I'm going to give notes for anyone from TEDx Tauranga that's listening. And this is just because I'm such a critical um, yeah, I, uh, I was not overly impressed with the cue cards. Everybody had cue cards. Yes. I, I mean, Ollie, the 12-year-old uh, entomologist and author, yes, he can have cue cards. Everybody else. You, 
Especially, no. <laughs> especially as they had such a long time to prepare, probably. Yeah, well, it was a two years since the last one, but yeah, that doesn't mean they prepared that much. But but the speakers were all good. Um, I don't leave that. Uh, way better than the previous Tauranga one, I've got to say. Um, so, yeah, and uh, shout out to Sheldon, uh, who... Uh, retired as the license holder of TEDx Tauranga. So um, he put it all together. It's been going five years, six something years, like something like that. Um, and he's retiring. So, uh, But it's in good hands, we were assured. So Very good. Anyway. Last weekend, I went and checked out the Ham Lug Lego show. You're wondering what that means. Lug means Lego user group. So there's a whole bunch of them around the country. They had it here at uh, Wintech in town. Uh-huh. And it was pretty cool. There was a lot of people there, a lot of Lego. Um, they had a guest, the Lego blocks in this giant tube as you walked in. Uh, Toyco was running that and you could win a $500 voucher. I was quite happy that I was only 600 pieces off the winning wow. guest. Because I'm taking it was thousands and thousands. There's about 6,900 and something pieces in there. And when we were there, people were doing really dumb guests, uh, guesses like a couple of thousand or 10,000, yeah, 50,000 being silly, but, uh. It was interesting, though. So some of the displays were good, and some of them were really story-focused and had built these big stories around whatever was going on. what's that? Um, Lego, Lego Masters. Lego Masters yeah. TV series. I'd never heard of it. I came in one day, and uh, Sam and his daughter were watching it, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. And, yeah, they kept going on about story focus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then some <laughs> people just had a table, and it just had the Lego that they owned like laid out. <laughs> like it's still part of it but it was just a bit strange you could just the guy was there and you were just like okay so you've spent thousands and thousands of dollars and here's your lego <laughs> like they were all just built uh one of the really cool things though uh which is uh moc which is mate uh my own creation in the lego world uh was a big tui brewery building oh wow oh, really yeah, cool be, it was really cool. really yeah. tall and it had the... When you say really, really tall, you're talking like six feet tall? Uh, no, probably like four feet tall. That's tall. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And it was on table. But the yeah, yeah. front was the the classic uh, building look. Yeah. And then on the back, it was all open and you could see all the people making things in the brewery. Oh, that's oh, that's epic. I'll show you a photo. I've got yeah, a photo yeah. Of that. We'll put a photo on the uh, show notes. That'd be great. Yes. So uh, that'd be very good. You'll be happy to know that Corona Beer... Is saving the environment, Chris. With their snap-together, locked-together cans. Yeah, interlocking beer cans. They basically put a thread at the top and the bottom, and they just screw together. Yeah. And then you can carry and them. And the best part of that is that they made it open source, so anybody can do it, and it's not just for Corona beers. Ah, I didn't know that. Yeah. That was good. So, I have done some research for a change more than you, Wednesday. Yeah. Wow. I need one of those <coughs> buttons like John Oliver has where you hit it and the streamers come down. It's like, woohoo! Yeah. But what's their other initiative to save the no environment? Idea. I didn't read the whole yeah, article. So there you go. <laughs> uh, no, so they, they did this to obviously get rid of the plastic rings, which uh, turtles love to put their heads on and stuff, and fish. But also they decided that uh, let's get rid of other products that we have to recycle, like cardboard and stuff. Yeah, so I'm yeah. amazed no one else had... It's it such before. a simple idea, right? They won a top award at some Cannes uh, ah, design. Right, yeah, because I shared it on LinkedIn and said, this is what good marketing looks like, basically. Mm. Did you get any feedback on that? Yeah, somebody said, I like the way they made it open source, which is the only reason I know that. <laughs> the, truth, the truth always comes out. Good research there. I don't know if that's actually true or not, but that's what somebody commented. <laughs> well, I, wasn't, I didn't see it in the story I read, but could be. Sounds yeah, good. Yeah, I don't know. It was a video. 
that I had actually. Oh, that nice. I shared, so yeah. No, no time for video. Check out my LinkedIn. Um, you know, if you want, if you want, go down uh, that rabbit hole. Because uh, I can't on my phone. Because if I load LinkedIn and it says, "Do you want to sign up or sign in?" I yep. go sign in, and it lets me put my email address. As soon as I touch the password yep. uh, field, it closes the program every time. Shocking! And I so bl- I uninstalled it again. Okay, technology. Yes, struggling, so struggling. So last week you also went to Spookers. I did go to Spookers. So and I how finally was that? got to Spookers. Scary. It's actually way, way better than I expected. And I tried to say that without uh, offending them. Um, yeah, well, you know what I mean. I was like, holy crap, I didn't realize it would be this good. So uh, I did two attractions there. Uh, there were four there, I think. Well, oh, one wasn't really turned on, fog. Um, and one uh, was in the woods. You need a torch to go. Um, so I did the the house, I think it was called, and the the clown one. I don't know what it's called. Um, so the house one was pretty cool. Um, so you can't go through by yourself. So I had um, the access support guy one following, of the workers. Me around, following me around. He stopped a couple of times like, oh, this light's not going. Gets on his walkie-talkie. Uh, somebody fix up the light and rah de rah rah And um, you know, he's he's checking out the actors yeah. and how they react to me. So he's like a bit behind me and whatever. Man, I jumped a few times. You start ended up going through um, walls, uh, through through doorways, or you, you, you have to cr- crawl under things or whatever every now and again. Um, really carefully, like you're looking left and right as you're going through these doorways. Yeah. You're like, what the hell? Um, yeah, I got caught a few times. It was really, really good. So, uh, and it seemed way longer than I expected. It would be great to go with a group of people. It absolutely would yeah. be great. Um, so that that's cool. And then uh, the the clown one, that was really what, clever. What do they do for the clown one? Well, the, the, the gimmick there is that it, you're going through a maze type thing. But you put these 3D glasses on. Oh, okay. And all the colours come up at different levels. So it's fluorescence, oranges, and, and all that sort of stuff. And you go in, you've got 3D walls of skulls that are oh, all okay. painted different colours that stick out. Yeah. Very disorienting. It's, and, it sounds <laughs> like it. Um, and then uh, all the makeup is the same. So when people jump out at you, oh. their faces are like, it, it's it's really cool. It's really cool. So highly recommend it to anyone. Uh, possibly you don't want to go tonight, which you won't because you wouldn't have heard no. this because we're not doing this till tomorrow. The reason I say that is I'm going to be an actor tonight. Are you acting tonight? I wasn't sure if you're acting tonight I'm, or if you I'm, were. I'm trialing. So basically they're going to So creep- I'll be with somebody and then yeah. I'll go, go scare them. And I'll go. Hi, I'm Chris. <laughs> I've got a podcast. <laughs> That'll do it. So, uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. I, I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. I think I'll be all right with it, but I honestly don't know. It's something well out of my experience or comfort zone, I guess. I it's very improv based. He was saying too. He says, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, you're assigned an area within the the maze or the the attraction or whatever. But nobody tells you what the story is or anything else. You just create something. Mm, interesting. And so um, yeah, yeah. And there were, so uh, was everybody that was a lot of the things that you experienced last week. Were they all sort of jumping out at you, or was there some that were real slow? Like I'm just in my mind, I'm thinking because I thought creepy would be slow. Yeah, and, yeah. And you know the eyes and stuff like that. Um, 
Yeah, there was a couple. The ones that made me jump were the ones that jumped out. Like, so I started talking to Kieran. He's the guy that was taking me around. I just went, yeah, so rah, rah, rah. And I turned and the guy was hiding behind the bookshelf right next to me. And he stepped out and stomped. And I just about jumped. Yeah. Like, I jumped. I so anyway, um, and Karen just giggled. He's like, ah, ha, ha, ha. Like, yeah, good one. Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, those were the ones that got me the most. But yeah, um, the creep factor, there was some, some with some great creep factor. Very good. So I look forward to hearing how you go with that and uh, scaring people next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah um, so do I, so do I. <laughs> Uh, so New Zealand Post obviously have decided not to uh, do Secret Santa this year or last year. They stopped doing it yeah, yeah. Uh, for whatever reason. And part of the reason is probably because they got ripped off. And I'm assuming they get ripped off a lot because the story just seems crazy to me. So I'm going to tell you the story, Chris. Oh, uh, yeah, because I don't know what A woman about. has ripped off New Zealand Post by over $600,000. Okay? What? And it's all their products on credit. So think about that. I assume it's just packaging, like courier bags. I'm not even sure. It didn't even say. It just said their products, right? Okay. So it took five months and it reaching $600,000 before they sent in private investigators to find out what was going on. Like at what point do you go, hmm, this person hasn't paid us. Let's go check it out. But anyway. This I'm thinking 2000 th- No, 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 no. This is what actually happened. She ordered $8,000 worth of products originally. All good. They send it to her. The following month, she orders $198,000 worth of products, right? And then over the next three months, she orders $330,000 worth of products, all delivered to her home. She's selling them on Trade Me. Then she's contacting her previous buyers and said, what else do you want? And they're like, we want more courier bags. So then she starts ordering more stuff from New Zealand Post. So that's how it just snowballed, right? Because she's trying to keep up with demand. Good business person. No, not a good business person. What was her end game on this? They recovered $64,000 worth of the products, but they're still $473,396 out of pocket. (laughs) When she realized New Zealand Post was on to her, she just created a second account, and in less than three weeks, she racked up another $135,000 worth of products. (laughs) What? When she tried... Hang on. Now it gets better. Oh my God. When she tried to order another $152,000 worth of products. Now, I can't wrap my head around what $152,000 worth of New Zealand Post products looks like. They stopped that order. They've now decided to review the process of opening an account. Uh, they're not. No shit, they're, Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> I know. They are not giving people credit straight away. They need cash in their account first before they've been able to give any credit and they're going to have background checks put in place. But it took this woman ordering over $600,000 worth of stuff and five months for them to come to that realization. Good on you, New Zealand Post. Oh my god! That's oh my god. So, just um, for newer listeners who may not uh, be aware of that, the reason Sam talked about New Zealand Secret Santa was Sam was actually the creator of New Zealand Secret Santa back in the day, and uh, after running it for four three four, three years, uh, got New Zealand Post to take it over, and they they ran it successfully and even better in, in, in a bunch of ways. Yeah. For a yep. couple more years, three more years. 
Four, I think. Four more. Yeah. Four. Uh, but it was a small team working amongst the within corporate. the within the corporate. Yeah. So, um, and then it got pulled last year, which is quite sad because it was a great community engagement uh, event. That's anyway. right. There's the backstory, just there's, so you know. There's the backstory. Uh, I came across these things, this product uh, this week, and it's uh, the reason I saw it first is because it just looks weird. So Citroen, um, the car company, which apparently is a brand dedicated to comfort. Yeah, and you've spelt it wrong, but anyway. Okay. No, I haven't, Chris. I what? have not. Don't no no. Don't try and don't try and uh, correct me. Um, <laughs> no. So Citroen, the car people, decided that people. Oh, I've got a question for you, actually, oh, Chris. I see. Oh. Do you suffer from motion sickness while reading or looking at screens while travelling? No, I, and and I know I'm weird in that. Okay. But I always used to read a book while we went for our um, family holidays and everybody else was like, I don't know how you can do that. I'm like, I don't know how you can sit down and stare out the window. It's so freaking boring. Yeah. I can do it for a short period, but I think after a while I probably would get some sort of motion sickness. I haven't tried it recently, so I don't know if that changes over age, but yeah. So Citroen... Oh, Jesus, I need to get rid of this stupid arm. I I think that's that's a bit... Excessive getting rid of your arm. Amputation is not the way to deal with these things. Just don't wave your arm around. I've got a salute. I know, I know. I, you know I move my arms around all the time when I'm talking. Even if I'm on a podcast, no, I'm, I'm waving arms around. No, you know what I'm saying. I'm I do have another solution to fix this. Uh, I know what I'm getting. Yeah, we have a hole in this. Yeah. that expensive one. <laughs> no. Uh, anyway, so Citroen uh, made this thing called C- Citron. Yeah. So Citron. Yep. And it's a pair of glasses that uses boarding ring technology oh. developed by the startup with the same name. Have you looked them up? I've seen I've seen a, a photo or, or yeah. read a little bit about them. So they've got moving liquid in rings around the eyes, but they've also got some rings to the side, and it recreates a horizon and fixes the motion sickness feeling. I, I wonder how effective that is. I can't imagine wearing these things and, I don't know. But they've been out for about a year. They'll set you back 99 euro. We'll have a photo up on what? the show notes. Yeah, Because, like, I looked at it and went, okay, I'm not sold that it'll work. Well, right? I, I mean, it, maybe it does. I'm just saying. First of all, I'm not sold that it'll work. Secondly, anyone could bodge that shit. Crap well, together hey, by the looks of it. We need to check out AliExpress and see if our Chinese friends have been manufacturing <laughs> yeah, something. Probably 99 cents. We should, and if they are, <laughs> I'll get some. We should, because what gets me too is if you get a, a, a fast corner, yeah, you know, the, you've got, you, your G's are going to be going to one side, that horizon's going to get pushed out, isn't it? I, I don't know. Yeah, interesting. Maybe. That's what I was thinking. So anyway, they're really weird. Um, I don't think any of our listeners would have a pair to ask, but if you do, let us know. Yeah, yeah. So so basically all it is is a tube around the glasses, effectively, with liquid in it. Yeah. And the liquid balances or settles to the bottom. So you've got the – and the liquid's coloured blue uh, in the example in the, that I looked at. Yeah. Um, and so that makes a, a, an artificial horizon or, or gives you a, a horizon. Which fixes uh, your brain problem. Yeah, I I still I still don't know if it fixes your brain problem. Don't know, and I don't know if you're looking down while you're reading. Oh, I don't know. There's so many things I do want to check it out. Did you see how pizza potentially upset a few people this week? Nope. Oh, you love this one, Chris. You'll be all over this like a rash. They released a new burger pizza last week. 
with ingredients including medium rare burger patty. Okay, they sold thousands of them. As they do, you do. put a full burger patty in the middle of the pizza, or are you dicing this stuff up? Uh, I think it's diced up, so it's just bits yep. of meat, you know. So they sold thousands of them. Then on Wednesday, they revealed that meat patties are actually beyond meat patties. Ooh. So they're the fake meat patties. And now I've lost my notes. Uh, I accidentally grabbed a toffee pop and started eating. Sorry, man. <laughs> yeah, if you're wondering what that sound is, uh, it's cheat day here. So uh, you don't want to know what I've already eaten. Chris is into the toffee pops. Everything's going good. So some marketing lawyer who obviously wants to, you know have their name out there i'm guessing they came out and said oh, i think hell pizza has breached the fair trading act instead they should have consulted their own lawyers before doing this hell pizza said yeah we've just checked with our lawyers they said it's okay don't worry about it and they've modified the menu slightly they had only two actual official complaints they had a lot of moaners on facebook and hell pizza just said they're probably not even our uh, customers anyway so who cares about them So the thing is, they never claimed it was made from meat. They just said it had... Hamburger patties. No, not hamburger, burger patties. That's the definition, because burger means anything. You can get bean burgers and other things. Nice. Oh, way to go, hell. I love a hell. So the fair trading... I actually do love hell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the fair trading uh, people came out and said, no, they are correct. They just said burger... And if you take that to be meat. meat, that's your problem. And I wouldn't. Well, I mean, I, I, eat probably, bur- I eat burgers and none of the burgers I eat have meat, but I would have assumed it was hamburger. I yeah. would have been wrong. But, so yeah. uh, it sounds like, and uh, you know, there's not that many people that actually had a problem with it. And, most, and they did a survey and 80% of the people said, no, it was actually really good. No problems. Yeah. They're pretty good. So there we go. Oh, I might have to check that one out. Try um, you should. And feedback. And feedback. Um, right, so uh, I don't really have anything. Oh, um, come on, make something up. Because I've been so up. busy. Well, I, we had I can t- talk crap really well, apparently. Uh, I've learned that in my... Um, that, really? <laughs> what do you mean you learned that? <laughs> that is like in, your in superpower. Tr- I've told you this before <laughs> on multiple occasions. Yeah, no, that's true. So, if yeah. you want someone to come along, pretend they know what the hell's going on, but actually doesn't really know anything or what's going on in the situation, just bring Chris along. And people stop and, and, and shut up when I start talking. It's amazing. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, so, <laughs> he's an authority on I don't know what, but... Anything you want. Anything. Almost anything. So, yeah. No, that works really well. Um, so, yeah, we went and saw a leading Auckland sales company in uh, Auckland. I'm not going to name Oh, that was on the other day. On the, yeah, the yeah. following day yesterday. <clears throat> How'd that go? And, um, yeah, it's good. Um, so we have a contract to turn their amazing live um, program, or one of their programs, yeah, into uh, digital content. For training for other salespeople? Yeah, so scaling right? it up and all that sort okay. of stuff, yeah. Um, and uh, one of the uh, – Nat is one of the founders of uh, the company – uh, she was on that course along with Jimmy. For, it was a three-day course. Jimmy did two days and then came with us for the conference other the other yeah. day. Nat did all three days, and she's like, ooh, this is a great course. <laughs> There's a lot of pressure to get it right. But it's like 
changing modalities, right? It's like when you get a book, you're never going to get a film that matches the book. No. You, no, no, you're exactly right. It's a different medium, so yep. you have to treat it in a different way. Ideally, to get the same outcome, which yeah, yeah, is the yeah. same experience and feeling or whatever. Yeah. But, you, but that, it's not, you can't do like for like. And <clears throat> another company had gone in there and go, oh, yeah, we can do that. And all they did was the <laughs> make course material oh. that you read through. And like, it's not going to do it. That's crap. And they charge them a lot too. To I bet they did. Nothing. I bet they did. And that's just uh, the way the world works. Ah, oh, so sad. Hey, so uh, sad. I managed to watch all of Love, Death, and Robots on Netflix. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, what's that? Oh, it, and I haven't you, seen any of it. No, highly recommend it. Uh, it's an animated anthology series, and they range from seven. Thought I saw it silhouette there, but maybe my uh, thought it was the landlord. Maybe. Um, it better not be. Oh, we should talk, talk about that in a second. We'll talk about that in a second, yep. They've got, they've got 18 episodes ranging from 7 minutes to 17 minutes in length, and they're just random as stories. Really cool. Really liked it. Highly recommend it. Hope they bring out more. Uh, I don't know if the stories are all stand. I, I don't know if they're all standalone animated things, and some of them existed previously, or if they've all been made just for Netflix. The animation style varies from photorealistic to... Just general animation, yeah, um, yeah, really cool. Yeah, I've I've heard good things about it. I kept meaning to have a look, and I just yeah haven't had a chance or something. So I will check that out. Let's talk about our wonderful landlord. So hang on, um, hang on, hang on. Before let's take a step back first. So here in New Zealand, there's a story that just came out this morning actually, and it was like, why are all our houses in New Zealand built like we're a tropical country? Because we're not. So a lot of houses, including the one we're in right now, are. Uh, are freezing shitholes. <laughs> this is welcome to the freezing shithole studios. <laughs> yeah, the no, uh, podcast. So the government, in their wisdom, have said that every single rental property has to have insulation in it by the first of July, yep. and that has to be adequate. And that could be in the roof insulation or underfloor insulation or whatever. And they have to do it. Now, if they don't do it by the 1st of July, every landlord in the country should be getting fined $4,000. So that's the background. And, of course, as human nature would probably dictate, everybody took their own sweet time to about doing anything about this. And then suddenly, oh, it's looming. Uh, and so, they're all contacting the relevant uh, experts to do it. And they're like, dude, I'm booked up. I've been booked up for six months. Yep, like, th- those guys are busy every single day of the week. And um, some of them, like the guy that we spoke to, he's contracted to the rental agency company that manages this yeah, place. Yeah, property managers. Property yeah. managers. So anyway, um, and to give you further back- background about our, our our situation here, so I'm I, I'm renting this place. I was here before Sam was. Uh, yeah. So I've been renting here for a while, quite a long time actually, eight years I think, something like that. Forever. Um, and um, the landlord is... So you, everyone has somebody on their phone that when that number comes up, you go, oh, dear Lord. What's no. happening? Yeah, no, I don't want to hear from that person. <laughs> yeah, and mine says Kim, landlord. Kim's a guy. He's a, an Asian guy. So, Kim, uh, this, this house, I've been in this house before I rented it. My friend rented it previously. And the downstairs was one big, long room. Very big, long room. Very big, long room. It's the width of the house, basically. As it would have been what they call a rumpus room back in the day. Yeah, yeah. And so um, what this landlord had done is, well, when he bought it, 
he put a partition down the middle. And I've got to say, that's well done. It's a um, double, um, what do you call it? A ward- built wardrobe. In wardrobe. Wardrobe so, on either side. So either side, it's built in wardrobe. That's the wall. Separates the two things. Great, good work. He got that done by a professional. Looks nice. It's very nice. He didn't, however, want to spend any money on an electrician. No. So you have one light switch for the two rooms in one of the rooms. This <laughs> makes it a problem for most bedrooms. When I pointed this out, he goes, no, 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 you not look careful. I put lamp, um, lamp sockets on each of the light bulbs. You go up to the light bulb, you press, you turn on, leave tape on the uh, light switch, leave on. <laughs> so, yeah, that's his solution. That was his solution. So these are the downstairs. Uh, the back one is like pretty much underground. There's a slit window at the dungeon. eye level, which is ground level outside. That's we refer to as the dungeon. I couldn't really, in conscience, rent that room out to anyone for any particular extended of period. Time. I yeah. mean, I was in there for a little while. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, you have to go in there, dark, blind, whatever, and feel around for this light switch. Turn it on with your hands. Burn your hand on the light bulb. Like you burn your hand on your light bulb if you turn it off. Yeah. Um, and it's just like ridiculous. So that's. Who our landlord is, and I won't even go on about the shower, no, uh, or or the other or the other stuff they fixed. That oh, balustrade. the balustrades! They fixed the balustrades <laughs> that are rocking, and they put half of them upside down. And like, it's like I look, I said to him, "What are you doing?" He goes, "Oh, it no matter. We don't we don't need to change them over. <laughs> like, well, now you've painted them. No, we've just got half the balustrades upside down. Looks like, really strange." Anyway, he obviously started to freak out about insulation. So he rang me at the supermarket the day before I left uh, to go up to Auckland, or the day I was leaving, actually, on Wednesday, um, to go up to Auckland for all this stuff. And I was in the supermarket getting some cat food, stock up so Sam could feed the cat while I was away. And, um, oh, God, Kim Landlord. Hi, Kim here. Uh, Insulation got put in last weekend, yeah? I'm like, no, it's it's booked in for uh, 20th of July or something. Is that not good? That not good. It got to be done by 1st July. We we do it to this weekend. I'm like, no. I come around, easy job. I do it myself. I'm like, I've seen your easy jobs. <laughs> I'm not having any of that. I'm like, no. I think I think a professional should uh, should do it. But I get fined four thousand dollars. I'm like, well, no. I'm not going to say anything. Let's leave it for the professional. You can't guarantee I not get fined. And I'm like, yeah. So I checked my messages on the phone. This guy had organised to come around on 17th of July. So I gave uh, Kim his uh, phone number. Yep. And I told Sam about it. Yep. And I drove off to Auckland. Yep. Pretty much. That was what happened, right? Yep, that's right. And then uh, I had work that night. So I'm working till like 10.30 at night. I get home. Um, <laughs> the manhole cover happens to be above our two bedroom doors like in the hallway and that's open so someone's been in the roof to have a look we don't know who and for some reason they decided well we better shut chris's bedroom door now i have a little stopper a foam stopper outside my bedroom door so it doesn't shut and there's there's a reason reason for that that. (laughs) carry on because the cat is in there and the cat was locked in his room for probably uh my estimate is probably 11 hours yeah so it did what cats do. <laughs> a big make dirty a poo. <laughs> on a, one of my bags, which I've now thrown out. 
So, uh, yeah, we're just trying to get to the bottom of who actually came round and what the hell they're doing. And uh, I'm, I'm filthy on this. Because, you know, I, 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 I'm like... Because I'm sure this is criminal to some degree, but I, I, I almost want to ring up him up and go, oh, we had a burglary. I've called the police. Um, we're looking for somebody. It was attempted burglary, abuse to animals, and uh, breaking the entering. For some reason, they're in the roof, too. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to wind them up. Either that or maybe I should just... Um, I, I know that we could turn this into a decent local news story. Oh, we could, could get but, some oh. photos of the shower and stuff, and it'd be. Oh, you can. I, I don't want to be involved with it. I know. But, I know. I know. But you, like, you how much? How much of that is overreaction, and how much is like, no, dude. You but it it, no it, it would go really well because they've got these stories coming out with poor housing and bad insulation and all this sort of stuff. So basically, the gist if, is, if it, if it means he'd spend some money and fix that shower, it might be worth it. Yeah, <laughs> but. Uh, so he, they're supposed to give 24 hours notice before they come around at any time, and uh, he doesn't seem to understand that rule. No. no he, he's often here coming, and, and he comes... Uh, not that I complain normally um, to chop down the crap outside the yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, that was right. Uh, gardening and stuff, but yeah. So there we go. That brings us to the end of the podcast, Chris. We will have an update hopefully next week. We may or may not have insulation. We, Actually, may, may, not, we may or may not be evicted. That's uh, <laughs> My biggest concern is that his gimpy friend goes in the roof and then falls oh, through the roof. Oh, you didn't even talk about his gimpy friend. <laughs> his, his plumber friend. His plumber. Mate. This is inverted air commas here. His plumber friend well, turns he, up on a push bike. <laughs> With no tools. With no tools. Can you, you got we... any tools we can borrow? And he's, he's a, he looks like a leprechaun. He's an older dude. <laughs> yeah. He's um, a leprechaun he's... slash gnome. Yeah, yeah, totally. And um, Colin, I think it was Colin. Yeah, Colin. <laughs> it was Colin. And then he's like, um, oh, I need some piping. Can you run me to the mitre tent so we can buy some piping? Because I can't fit it on my bicycle. Oh, my God. So anyway. And I'm telling him how to use some of the tools. It was terrible. I'm not the best person to be doing that. Not at all. Ah, Jesus. Anyway, I'm sure we'll have updates next week, so uh, make sure to check us out on Facebook. Come say hi in all the usual places. And until then, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friend.